Denizens of the night. Welcome to another episode of the macabre, the terrifying. Broadcasting live from a bottomless well in a haunted grove, I will be your guide through the witching hours. Do you have any deep, dark fears that haunt your mind? Tonight, we'll hear the story of a young girl who's deeply afraid of drowning. So much so that she has recurring nightmares and avoids swimming pools. But what happens when the nightmare comes to her? And what happens when it finds her in her own home, no less? This story is simply called Drip, 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 and was written by Nick Clausen. Bloop. Nadia becomes aware of the sound of water dripping. She can smell chlorine and hear children laughing. She's at the public swimming pool. She's standing on the high springboard. She can see everything from up here. A father swimming with his kids... An old lady wearing a bathing cap. Above Nadia is a big skylight, which lets in the sunshine and makes the water glitter invitingly. Come on, a voice says. What are you waiting for? Nadia turns her head. Alice is standing behind her. Are you a coward? Nadia smiles. You're the coward. She jumps off, yelling, Bombs away! She hits the water with a splash, diving deep, almost deep enough to touch the bottom. She blows bubbles out her nose and watches them as they float upwards. She swims after them and breaks the surface with a big breath. She wipes the water from her eyes and looks up at the springboard, but she can't see Alice. Instead, she notices the big, heavy clouds that are now blocking out the sun from the skylight. The atmosphere has become dim. Alice? Nadia's voice echoes between the walls. Suddenly, there's dead silence. She looks around and notices that she's alone in the pool. Where did all the other people go? Bloop. There it is again, that dripping sound. What is that? Apparently, the pool is closing for the day. That must be the reason everyone left. Nadia better leave too, so she starts swimming. Then she hears another sound. It's a whirring sound, like an engine of some kind. Nadia stops as she sees the plate of glass. It slides out from the edge of the pool and covers the water like a lid. It's got to be some sort of protection for the water, although Nadia fails to see why water needs protection. She turns around and swims the other way, but another plate of glass is coming from this side. Nadia has no choice but to dive to avoid getting cut in half. A second later, the two glass plates meet above her head with an audible clang. It's only now that Nadia realizes the horrifying fact She's trapped underwater. Bloop. 
Nadia bangs the glass, but it's way too hard to break, like solid stone. She tries to find the joint, but the plates have melted together. Nadia panics. She swims back and forth, looking for a way out, but to no avail. She can't hold her breath any longer. She opens her mouth to scream, and the water pours down her throat as she sits up in bed. She's completely entangled in the blanket, like a fly in a spider's web. She fights her way out and looks around the room, panting. It was just a dream. Nadia sighs deeply and covers her face with her palms. Her hands are sweaty. I thought I'd outgrown that old nightmare by now, she thinks. Nadia is thirteen. Ever since she was little, she's had the same nightmare about the glass plates covering the pool, trapping her below. It's her deepest fear, and the reason she never goes to public swimming pools. She's always been... Bloop! Nadia stiffens. It was the sound from the dream. She listens intently, but the sound doesn't come back. Oh, just my imagination. Nadia gets up and gets dressed. She looks out the window. The backyard is big and green. She hasn't quite gotten used to the view... They've only been living here for two months. The rest of the family loves the garden. Mom tends to the roses, Dad is building the porch, and Anton likes to play soccer against himself. Nadia mostly keeps to her room. She still misses their old home in the city, where all of her friends... Bloop! Gluk! Nadia spins around. This time she's certain. The sound is real. It came from the bathroom. Nadia leaves her room to go check. She finds the water in the toilet bubbling and gurgling. She breathes a sigh of relief. The toilet is clogged, that's all. She goes to the stairs and yells, Dad, the toilet's messed up again! No answer from downstairs. Now that she's aware of it, she notices that the house is unusually quiet. Nadia remembers that she's home alone. It's the middle of the summer vacation, but Mom and Dad still have to go to work, and Anton is at kindergarten, so Nadia has the house all to herself. The new, wonderful house that everyone loves except Nadia. She goes to the bathroom. The toilet isn't bubbling quite as much now, and she really needs to pee, so she pulls down her pants and sits down. For some reason, Nadia doesn't like being alone in the new house. Maybe it's because of all the empty rooms, or the many quirks of the house. How the doors squeak, how the hall closet opens by itself, the strange sounds from the water pipes in the walls, or the old boiler down in the basement. The charm of the house, Mom calls it. Nadia believes that the house is haunted. The thought makes her shiver. She gets up and flushes. Water pours down the bowl, rises alarmingly high, and then starts bubbling again, even more so than before. Look, 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 look. Dad'll fix it when he comes home, Nadia mumbles to herself, leaving the bathroom. She goes downstairs to the kitchen and pours herself a bowl of cereal. 
While she's eating, her phone rings. She pulls it from her pocket and answers. Hey, Alice. Morning, girl. Did I wake you? No, I was already up. This early? You know it's a holiday, right? Nadia takes a spoonful of cereal. Yeah, I know. It was only because this stupid house woke me up. How so? Something's wrong with the toilet. I think it's clogged or whatever. Nadia feels a sudden urge to tell Alice about the nightmare. She's never told anyone, not even her mom. Instead, she asks, What are you up to today? I was thinking about going to the swimming pool. Nadia stops chewing. What did you say? I said, I was thinking about going to the swimming pool. Blink. The sound makes Nadia turn. A drop is hanging from the tap. It lets go and falls into the sink with another. Blink. Nadia stares at the tap. How long has it been dripping? It's almost as if it started when Alice mentioned the swimming pool. But that's silly. Hello, Nadia? You there? Yeah, I'm here. You disappeared for a second. Oh, it was probably just the connection. The signal isn't that good out here. Nadia glances toward the sink. The drops are falling regularly now. Blink, blink, blink. So, what do you say? You want to come swimming? Oh, uh, I don't think it's a good idea. Oh, come on! Nadia goes to tighten the tap. It stops dripping. Uh, my throat is kind of sore, she lies. I think I might be coming down with something. Oh, bummer. We'll do it some other day, Nadia promises. Okay, feel better, Alice says. Nadia puts the phone back in her pocket and looks at her breakfast. She really isn't hungry anymore. Outside the window, the sky has become overcast. It looks like rain. She cleans her dish and goes to the living room to feed the hamster. The tiny rodent looks out at her from the cage. Nadia gives it food and watches while it gorges itself. The hamster is actually Anton's pet, but he doesn't really take care of it ever since it bit his finger. Anton has been rather unlucky lately. One night, Dad was firing up the barbecue and Anton accidentally bumped into it, burning his elbow. Just the other day, he pinched his finger pretty bad in the refrigerator door. Now that she's thinking about it, it's not just Anton. Dad tripped over a box and got an electric shock when he was trying to fix the light in the bedroom. Mom spilled burning hot tea on her leg and cut her finger while peeling potatoes. Nadia furrows her brow. Could it all be coincidences? It doesn't seem like it. It seems more like... No, that's crazy. Just her imagination running wild. But still, the accident started after they came to this house. Perhaps there really is something wrong here, just like Nadia's gut keeps telling her. Could it be the house causing the accidents? Is it trying to hurt him? She shakes her head. It doesn't make any sense. They love the damn house, all of them, except Nadia herself, 
and she's the only one who hasn't had any accidents. So if the house is trying to harm them, wouldn't it be most mean to her? Nadia smiles at her silly thoughts. She goes to brush her teeth, but as she passes the kitchen, she hears the sound of the tap going again, faster this time. Blink, 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 blink. Nadia sticks her head into the kitchen. The tap just keeps going, as though to spite her. She closes the door to the kitchen and goes upstairs. In the bathroom, the toilet, too, is still going. While she's brushing her teeth, the toilet suddenly gives a burp, sending a cascade of water onto the floor and getting her leg all wet. Oh, come on! That did not just happen! The toilet keeps bubbling spitefully. Nadia pushes the button several times, making it flush over and over again. The water just rises, until finally it seeps over the edge and runs to the floor. Ugh, stupid crap! Nadia growls, watching the water run across the tiles towards the drain underneath the sink. Nadia brings clean clothes from her room and goes to the downstairs bathroom, where she undresses and steps up into the tub for a quick shower, making sure to wash her leg where the dirty toilet water hit her. When she's done, she steps out of the tub, noticing it being halfway full. She reaches down to find the drain, but realizes that the plug isn't in. How is that possible? Is this drain clogged too? Nadia turns off the shower, or rather, she tries to do so, but when she turns the knob, the water just keeps pouring. Nadia looks at the showerhead and bursts into laughter. My God, this is too much. The toilet, the kitchen tap, and now the shower? Has the whole house gone mad? She chuckles while drying off with a towel. She suddenly feels like leaving the house. Maybe go down to the mall. She could get an ice cream. This stupid house can go to hell for all I care. It's not my problem. Nadia gets dressed and goes to the hall when she notices a new sound from the kitchen. She opens the door. The tap is no longer dripping. Now it's spewing like a fireman's hose, hitting the sink and sending droplets all over the kitchen floor. The tap is shaking under the violent flow as though it's going to explode. And that is exactly what happens next. With a loud bang, the tap goes flying, hitting the ceiling while a fountain shoots up and splashes out into the room, soaking everything. Nadia screams. The tap lands in front of her. It's all twisted and crumpled up, as if it had been chewed on by a large set of jaws. For a couple of seconds, Nadia is unable to move. She just stares at the fountain. I... I have to call someone. She finds the phone while talking to herself. Okay. What do you call a person who knows how to fix something like this? A plumber? She finds a number for a local guy and makes the call. First ring. Oh, I hope they're not closed for the holiday. Second ring. Come on, pick up. Third ring. 
You've got to be kidding me. Fourth ring. And then someone says, Tony's plumbing. Tony speaking. Yes. Hello. My name is Nadia. I have a really serious problem. I think you need to come like right now. I see. The plumber says calmly. What's the deal? I know it sounds crazy, but everything in the house has gone insane. The toilet is clogged, the shower head can't be turned off, and the kitchen tab just exploded. Exploded? Yes, there's pouring water all over the place. Please, you have to come. I'm home alone and, and my parents won't be home until later, and I have no idea what to do. Easy now, young lady. Calm down for a second. We'll fix it. Just tell me how it started. Um, Nadia is trying to think. The toilet. It started with the upstairs toilet. All right. And is the toilet still clogged? I, I guess. I need you to go check. Okay, just a minute. Nadia runs upstairs. She's just about to open the bathroom door when she notices the puddle. Water is seeping out from under the door. Oh, no. What's that? She tries to open the door, but it's stuck. She has to put her shoulder into it, pushing with all her weight. Finally, the door gives and a flood wave comes flushing out. It soaks her legs and almost pushes her off balance as it runs across the hall and splashes down the stairs. Jesus Christ, the plumber says in her ear. Is that water I hear? Nadia is unable to answer and unable to move. She just stares into the bathroom. Before she opened the door, the water level must have been knee height because the paper roll is soaked. Even though it's quickly sinking down now that the dam has been breached, more water is welling up from the bowl. Are you still there? Yes, Nadia croaks. I'll be right there. Give me the address. The address? Nadia racks her brain. I don't... I don't remember the address. We just moved here. Well, can't you check the mailbox or something? Nadia turns and runs down the stairs, which have now been turned into a long waterfall. The steps are slippery, and Nadia's socks are wet. You know what? The plumber says. Forget about the address for a moment. Something's obviously really wrong. You need to find the main valve and turn off the water completely. Is there a basement in the house? The valve's probably located... Nadia doesn't hear the rest because she slips and almost falls. She manages to grab the banister and stay on her feet, but she drops the phone. No! It tumbles down the stairs. Nadia runs down and picks it up. It's completely wet. The screen is black and unresponsive. No, no, no! Nadia realizes that she's standing in water up to her ankles. The whole ground floor seems to be flooded. Nadia starts to feel fear. This is no longer just an irritating problem. It's dangerous. There are electric appliances, wires and stuff. She could get electrocuted. She's got to get out of the house right now. 
She runs to the hall, grabs the front door, and almost crashes into it because it doesn't budge. Nadia checks the lock, but it's not turned, and the door should be able to open. What's the problem? Open up, damn it! She tugs violently. The door doesn't move an inch. It's like it's never been opened before. Nadia steps back, breathing heavily. Jammed, she mumbles. That's all. It's just jammed. But suddenly, she feels the malice of the house. It's like eyes watching her, laughing at her, enjoying her fear. Get a grip. There's a logical explanation. It's not the house trying to... Her thoughts are interrupted by a deep rumbling. It's almost like thunder, except it's coming from below, not above. It makes the whole house tremble. Something tips over somewhere. A picture falls from the wall. Then it stops. Was that an earthquake? Nadia asks, turning around. Her gaze goes to the door underneath the staircase. It leads down to the basement. Didn't the plumber say something about the basement? That she had to find a valve or something? Nadia goes and opens the door. The darkness is thick like tar. Her fingers search for the switch. Click. The dusty staircase appears. But only the three top steps, because the rest is underwater. Nadia stares in amazement at the things floating around. A cardboard box, a garden glove, a tennis ball. Underneath the water, she can just make out the tumble dryer and Dad's workbench. The heavy rumbling returns. The water rises with visible speed. It looks unnatural, as though some force is pushing the water from below. The rumbling is not thunder and not an earthquake. It's water. A whole lot of water. Nadia slams the door, runs to the living room, and yanks hard on the terrace door. But that, too, is jammed and does not move an inch. Let me out! she cries, only too aware that she's talking to the house. Open this door! Open it! The terrace door doesn't yield, no matter how violently she tugs the handle. She tries the windows, jammed as well, impossible to open. Nadia's gaze is caught by the glass ball on the windowsill. It's a souvenir from a trip to Egypt. It's big as an apple and very heavy. Nadia picks it up and steps back. She used to play handball, so she's a good thrower. She takes the position as though she's about to execute a penalty throw. Her heart is thumping. How will she explain to her parents that the living room window is shattered? She hears the water rumble from the basement, and she decides that she really doesn't care how much trouble she'll get in for breaking the window. Right now, she just wants to get out. She throws the glass ball. It hits the window with a loud bang and falls into the water with a splash. The window vibrates, but the glass holds. Nadia can't believe it. She steps up to the window and takes a closer look. Not as much as a scratch is visible. She picks up the glass ball once more, 
This time, she makes a run-up and puts all her strength into the throw. The glass ball hits the window and practically explodes. The pieces rain down into the water, yet the window remains intact. No, it can't be! It can't be! Nadia pounds the glass with her fists. Hey, can anybody hear me? Hello? Who would hear her? She's alone, several miles outside of town, far from the nearest neighbor, who's probably at work right now. Mom and Dad won't be home for at least four hours. The mailman is the only one who might come by, but he's most likely already been here. She's completely cut off from the world. She turns and glances around the living room. Once again, she gets the feeling of the house looking right back at her. And suddenly, she gets it. Why it hasn't done anything to her yet. It's been saving its strength, waiting patiently, watching, planning. It wanted Nadia to get the worst of it because she didn't care for the house. But it had to lure her in. And now that she's finally home alone, it has trapped her like a mouse in a glass cage that's slowly going to get filled up with... No, she won't think the thought. There has to be a way out. She gets an idea. She's only physically cut off. She still has the internet. The laptop is in her room. She runs out to the stairs. The water is now knee-high and splashing around her legs. Just as she reaches the hall, the basement door is flung open. It gives way for the water, which now comes roaring out in a crashing wave, hitting Nadia and slinging her against the wall. She screams and fights to stay on her feet as the water quickly fills the room and she makes her way to the stairs. Water is also coming down from the top floor, making every step a struggle. She grabs the handle and pulls herself up. Finally, she reaches the top. A hard, streaming river is running from the bathroom, across the hall and down the stairs. Nadia jumps over it and runs to her room. The laptop is on the table. She turns it on and waits impatiently for it to start up. Her clothes are soaked. Her heart is racing. When the computer's ready, she opens a chat window. Only one other person is online. Alice. Nadia writes a message. Help me! The house is going crazy! I'm trapped! Call the... P she stares at the word. Then she changes it. Call someone who can break into the house! Twenty seconds pass before Alice replies. It feels more like twenty minutes. Hey, girl, what are you on about? Is it a joke? No, Nadia screams. No joke. I swear. Hurry up. I'm scared. She hits send just as a message appears on the screen. Connection lost. Problem with router. Please check the cables. Nadia slumps back into the chair. She knows what's happened. The router is downstairs in Dad's office. The water must have drowned it. She's lost her last contact to the outside world. Did Alice get the message? Maybe. Maybe not. 
Will she get help from the outside? Maybe, maybe not. Out of nowhere, a thought jumps into Nadia's head. The guinea pig! It's still down in the living room. Oh no! She runs out into the hallway, but she forgets about the stream and her wet socks slip on the floor. Nadia's head hits the floor with a thump. She awakens slowly, blinks and sees the ceiling. For a moment, she just lies there, collecting her thoughts, listening. There's absolute silence. Nadia sits up, realizing she's at the top of the staircase. There's no water. The floor is completely dry. Same goes for her clothes. She raises her hand and gently touches the back of her hand. She finds a sore spot. I was dreaming, she thinks, feeling great relief. I must have been sleepwalking. That's why I fell down. But everything was just a horrible nightmare. She carefully gets to her feet, feels dizzy for a moment, then goes to the bathroom door and opens it. No water. She steps over to the toilet. The water in the bowl is still like a forest lake. Of course. She goes downstairs. No trace of water. The house is still very silent. No flushing, no dripping, no rumbling from the basement. Just to be sure, she opens the door underneath the staircase and turns on the light. The basement looks normal. No water. Of course. She checks the kitchen. Nothing unusual. The tap is intact. The living room. Dry as a bone. The guinea pig is sleeping peacefully in the cage. Warm sunshine even comes through the windows. Nadia starts to feel convinced. She smiles. She's had a lot of nightmares, but never one as real as this one. And the first dream, the one with a swimming pool? That must have been a dream within a dream. Crazy! Nadia feels like going outside. The weather's perfect for a bike ride. She'll call Alice. Maybe she wants to join her for a trip to the park. Nadia goes and puts her shoes on. Just before grabbing the doorknob, she hesitates. What if it won't open? The door opens without any resistance. Of course. Nadia laughs at her own nervousness as she steps out into the sunshine. The birds are singing in the garden. She whistles along while she walks to the shed. She finds her phone and calls Alice. She can't wait to tell her about the crazy nightmare. A weird noise comes out of the phone. It's like a distant rumbling, almost like thunder. She looks at the screen. The call's been disconnected. That's odd, she mumbles, and for some reason she gets the shivers. Suddenly, she just wants to get away from the house. She runs to the shed. Her shoes give off a funny sound with every step. Slop, slop, slop. Nadia looks down. Her shoes and pants are wet. In fact, she's drenched all the way up to her navel. Nadia starts breathing faster. The birds are no longer singing. A dark cloud has covered the sun. 
she spins around. The front door of the house is wide open. It looks like a mouth. This isn't real, Nadia thinks. I'm dreaming. But if this is a dream, then the rest must have been real. Oh, God. Nadia gasps and sits up. She's back at the top of the staircase. The water has reached the topmost steps. The whole ground floor is now flooded, and the water is still rising. She screams and jumps to her feet, feels a sharp pain from the back of her head, but ignores it. She runs down the hall, tries every window in every room, her parents' bedroom, Anton's room, finally her own room. None of the windows can be opened. She slams the door to her room. The water has already flooded the floorboards with a couple of inches. She can hear it rising on the other side of the door, pressing against it. A thin stream is trickling through the crack at the bottom. How long will the door be able to hold it? Probably only a couple of minutes. Nadia walks back and forth as she starts to cry. The fear is pervading her entire body. Have to keep looking. Must be some way out of here. She looks around. The windows can neither be opened nor broken. There's no attic in the house, so she can't go any higher up. There's no way out. Soon, the water will likely break down the door and fill the room. I'll finally get to experience what it's like to drown. It's my old nightmare coming to life. And it's the house that's doing it. Fuck you! She screams and stamps the floor. Fuck you! I hate you! Suddenly, silence. The roar of the water dies down. The same with the rumbling from the basement. The house falls completely quiet. It hurt me, Nadia thinks, astounded. Then it starts again, more loud and frantic than ever. The house makes a noise like a wild animal roaring. Everything trembles. The door flies open. A flood wave comes crashing into the room, tipping over the desk and the bookcase, swallowing everything. Nadia jumps on the bed, but that too is flooded. In a matter of seconds, the room is halfway filled. Nadia panics. She fights her way to the window, bangs the glass, scratches it with her nails, screams at the top of her lungs. Help me! Somebody help! I'm drowning! And then she sees it. Water running down the glass, but on the outside. Nadia blinks. It's not raining, so where's the water coming from? The roof? It suddenly falls into place. The chimney! The boiler in the basement! If the water can get out that way, then maybe she can too. It's her only chance. The water's neck high now. She turns and swims for the door. Around her, she notices the fishes from the tipped-over tank. Nadia swims out into the hallway. As she reaches the staircase, the water is almost at the ceiling. 
In order to get downstairs, she has to dive. She breathes deeply a couple of times. Then she goes for it. Nadia swims down the stairs. It's a surreal feeling to swim inside the house. There are a lot of things around her that she needs to avoid. Dish towels, shoes, papers, chairs. She uses the walls to navigate. She reaches the hall, turns and swims underneath the staircase. The door to the basement is open, but it's pitch black down there. Nadia has no chance of finding the boiler in the dark. She tries the switch, but the light bulb is dead. Drowned. A flashlight, she thinks. Dad has one in the closet. He used it when the power went out. The closet is hanging on the wall halfway down the basement stairs. She swims down there, opens it, finds the flashlight and turns it on. It works! Nadia puts it in her mouth and swims on downwards. This way she can see, but her air is also starting to run out. The pressure from the water is a lot heavier down here. She can feel the weight of the entire house resting on top of her. She swims to the boiler. It's in the corner, looking like a big sleeping beast. Above it, the chimney runs upwards. There's a hatch, which is open. It's big enough for a human to get inside it. Perhaps it's meant for the sweeper. Nadia hasn't got time to speculate. Her lungs are heaving for air. She sticks her head in the hatch and twists her body upwards. The tube is tight, and the water just makes it worse. She loses the flashlight. The darkness is strangling. She pushes on. Her arm is stuck. She manages to get it free. She fumbles, claws her way upwards as she sees a faint light. She fights, fights. Air must have air. Then suddenly, her head is above water. Nadia gasps and coughs and breathes, feels the fresh air filling her lungs. The daylight makes her squint. She looks around. She's at the very top of the big house. Water is pouring out around her, splashing down the roof. She made it. She really made it. She cries with relief. She defeated her nightmare. She pulls herself together. All right. The worst part is over, but I still need to get down from here without breaking my neck. Carefully, she climbs down the chimney. She can just reach the roof, but it's very slippery. As soon as she lets go of the chimney, she starts sliding. Nadia screams and clambers for something to hold on to, but the roof is too steep. The gutter and the neck-breaking fall come rushing towards her. Her hand catches the antenna. She stops with a yank and clings to the metal rod. That was a close call. The water gurgles beside her, laughs at her. Nadia just hangs on for a while, gets her heart rate down, gets her strength back. At the gable of the house, a large tree is leaning over the roof. If she could just get over there. It's doable, but she has to crawl a couple of meters to get there, and if she slips, it's going to be a free fall. She breathes deeply, sinks her nails into the tiles, 
and starts to make her way across the roof. For a short second, her foot slips, and she's certain she's going to die. But she doesn't. She makes it. She reaches the branches of the tree and clings to them. With shaking arms and legs, she crawls from the roof and onto the tree. Then she makes her way down, slowly, carefully. And finally, she's standing on the lawn. She stumbles away from the house, but after a few steps, her body gives in and she falls to the ground, shaking, sobbing. Nadia sniffles and looks up at the house. It's a crazy sight to behold. Behind every window, the water is pressing. Furniture and stuff are floating weightlessly around. From the chimney, water is still spouting. I won, she whispers. You didn't get me. Nadia smiles. She stays seated on the grass, doesn't have the strength to get up. She can't believe what she's just been through. It doesn't seem real. Maybe it isn't. Maybe it'll turn out to be another nightmare. She could wake up any minute now. Yet, she's never felt more awake. Oh, excellent! This story was a much-needed breath of fresh air, wouldn't you say? Do you think this is what our station manager means when he says that we're underwater? I guess Nadia's family only has liquid assets now. <laughs> but really, who hasn't wondered what it would be like to swim through their home like a goldfish peering out from a fishbowl? Just be mindful of any negative energy coming from your home, or you might end up feeling more than a little washed out, like our girl Nadia here. If you enjoyed this story, please check out more of the author's links below, including some audiobooks that we worked on together. Of note to this crowd might be his zombie series, Cadaver. It's well worth a look. And for more stories like this one, please subscribe to the channel and like this video. And as always, be sure that you don't fall asleep.